Well, we've spent a few Wednesdays um, talking about the source of hope, and we're going to do that tonight. Um, we'll see how long we want to go on, on this subject, but there's some things specifically definitely wanted to share tonight. So let's look at Romans 15, 13. You know, the previous messages are on our website, they're on YouTube, um, audio's on Facebook, it's on, or um, uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can go to YouTube, or excuse me, Facebook if you want to go back and just find the messages, but they're organized on those other sources. Romans 15, 13. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The New Living Translation says, I pray that God, the source of hope. So who's the source of hope? God. There's no, no thing is the source of hope. No uh, organization on the face of the earth is the source of hope. No person is the source of hope. You can draw strength from other people, um, but you shouldn't depend on people. You should, you know, they could, they can uh, be a blessing to you if they're uh, walking in love and, and um, representing God, but don't make the person your source. Make God your source. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. So God is the author of hope. He is the source of hope. Um, in the ERV, it says, I pray that God who gives hope will fill you with much joy and peace as you trust in Him. Then you will have more and more hope, and it will flow out of you by the power of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Timothy 1.1, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. In the NLT version, that same verse, it says, This letter is from Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, appointed by the command of God our Savior and Christ Jesus, who gives us hope. So God is the source of hope. Of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, as we trust in Him, He is our hope. And so uh, we covered some of these aspects that hope um, is really expectation of fulfillment or success. It's confident expectation. It is expecting things that are good. That's hope. I mean, hope, people use it in our common you know, vernacular language as I kind of wish. I hope something happens. But really, real hope is expecting something good. It's not expecting something bad. It's expecting good. It's expecting um, something to be fulfilled, something to succeed. And biblical hope is based on God. It's based on His Word. It's trusting Him. In fact, we're not going to take time to read them this, uh, this evening, we, but we spent some time. There are several verses um, that actually translate the word that, that actually is hope as trust, because that's what you're doing. When you hope in something, you're expecting something. That means you trust something, so you expect an outcome. And so hope, when you read, it'll help you as you read the Bible. And when you see hope, if you'll, if you'll read it, expect, you'll see the meaning. The verses really um, 
are really bringing out instead of kind of the way we think about it, that it's just maybe could happen, just I wish. Your, it, biblical hope is to expect and it's confident. Let's look at Proverbs 18.10. I want to talk about a certain aspect uh, or a certain subject that this is related to tonight. Proverbs 18.10. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. In the NLT it says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to Him and are safe. In the NIV, it says the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and they are safe. You see fortified tower, strong fortress, strong tower. Giving us a picture of something that's impenetrable. Something that the name of the Lord, we run to it and then it protects us. CEV version of that same version or same verse says the Lord is a mighty tower where His people can run for safety. Where His people can run for safety. Safety in this world, generally speaking, naturally speaking, is an illusion. You know what I mean by that? People can have a feeling of safety, and I'm talking about naturally speaking, when people just were walking around in the earth. You can feel safe, that doesn't mean you're safe. People trust in a lot of things that they're not truly safe, and it does actually hold no safety for them. But they can feel safe. You can think you're safe one moment. I'm talking naturally. People can think they're safe, and the next minute, something happens, and their whole life changes. You know, we talk about safety from bodily harm, safety from sickness and disease, safety from lack, safety from verbal attacks, slander, things in the world. Safety, just naturally speaking, in the world, people can feel safe, they can look at certain things that they, they think are, are causing them to be safe, but it's fleeting. It can change in an instant. One second can make a lot of difference. You know, we were, um, I don't know, over the last week and a half, just seen a number of car accidents, driven by them. And, I mean, like, Shelly called me, I, you were driving, was that yesterday or the day before? You walked, you, you two twice, and you was like, there's another wreck, and it was just ahead of her. Seconds can make a big difference. One second, fraction of a second, can make a big difference. Now, we're talking naturally. We're just talking about this. This world is not a safe place. It's not. There are enough, you know, um, germs and viruses, bacteria around us all the time to kill us. Our immune system is holding it back. The power of God, if we're believing, can hold it back. But you, we're walking around. People can say, well, it looks safe. Well, you don't see everything in the room. You know, you walk you know, up to somebody and they look fine. You don't know they're already dealing with something. It just hasn't manifested, and they can get off on you. You know, people look to all kinds of things. They think it makes, you know, can make them feel safe or, or not. The fact that, you know, somebody, uh, you know, they're on a roller coaster and they put a, you know, a, 
seatbelt on, well, sometimes it doesn't happen often, but those things can fail. People act dumb, you know, like, well, nothing can happen, and then there's accidents. There can be feelings of safety, but in this world, it's fleeting. It's just really an illusion. That's why we need to know that our hope of safety, our expectation of being safe, has got to be in the right place. And there is one source. There is one person, the Lord God Almighty, that is the true source of safety and the one where it says His name is a strong tower. We do not need to be afraid. You know, when, we, when we're looking at this verses, we need to know that anything... You know, as we talk about these things, you know, I did that on purpose. We talk about the world and it not being safe. Immediately when you talk, start talking about that, what can rise up? Fear. Well, it was already there. I mean, people walk around like, you know, they feel like everything's okay, but, you know, because this scenario or this scenario is okay in their life, well, uh, underlying this world system uh, is a lot of uncertainty in the natural. And when that, there's uncertainty, anybody seen the uncertainty in the last years, months in the world? Well, that can bring rise to, to fear. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So fear is not from God. So as we're walking, you know, we're going to look at some verses. Fear, anything that would bring fear, that's never of God. When we're talking about these things, we're looking to the true, safe place, which is the Lord. We don't have to be afraid if we know Him. Psalm 33, verse 16. Let's look at a few verses here. Psalm 33, verse 16 says, no king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy. So it says, no king is saved by the multitude of his army. Go back to verse 16. We're going to read some other verses like this. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Now you could put a lot of things in there. You know, the horse in this day, in this day where this is written, is a strong animal, gives, appears to give some protection. But it's saying here, that's a vain hope. That means it's a useless hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him or reverence Him, on those who hope, expect in His mercy. Let's look at Psalm 20, verse 6. It says, Now I know that the Lord saves His anointed. He will answer Him from His holy heaven with the saving strength of His right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, 
but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we will trust and boast, or we will trust in the name, or remember the name of the Lord our God. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Now I know the Lord saves His anointed. He will answer Him from His holy heaven with the saving strength of His right hand. Saving strength. Safety. Safe. Verse 7, Some trust in, and boast in chariots and some horses, but we trust and boast of the name of the Lord our God. In the voice it says, Many put their hope in chariots. What is hope? It's expectation. What is that saying? They put their expectation of what? Safety? Of being okay? Of being saved? It says, many put their hope in chariots, others in horses, but we place our trust in the name of the Eternal One, our true God. Now, in this day and age, we don't, have, we don't look to horses and chariots, you know, in military. Um, but this applies to so much. Here it's saying, talking about saving in that context of strength, but you could say some trust in medicine. Now, we're not against medicine, men against medicine. The, the, the Bible doesn't teach against, against medicine, but you can't put your full hope in that. We know for a fact that medicine cannot solve all our problems. Is that not true? There, you can go to the doctor, and there are certain things. We don't have a cure for that. We don't have any hope for that. We're working on it. And tomorrow we may have more than today, and you know that. Five years ago, uh, we weren't as far as we are today. In ten years, we're going to be further than we are now. But there are limits. And if you put all your hope and trust in what medical science can do for you, there are just limits where it, it, nothing more can be done. We're sorry. Right? Thank God for all the lives that have been saved. There are a lot of people that wouldn't be on the earth if it weren't for medical science, if it weren't for doctors. You know, uh, we're not against medicine. The Bible doesn't teach against medicine, but you can't put your full trust there because it can fail you. And if, if, if the doctor's looking at you saying, we can't do more, do any more than we've done, where's your hope now? What's your expectation? Where, where are you going to go? Your safety is gone. You could say some trust in medicine, some trust in security systems. Well, I got a security system, so I'm safe. Are you kidding me? You know, I, that's not a bad thing to have, but that's, you know, fine. You have a security system at home, um, but you get on the, on the highway, and then there's crazy people that your, your security system can't do anything about. I want to just read through these, and I get stuck on them. We'll just read them. Some trust in physical strength. Well, I'm strong. Well, that can change. Just not a bad confession. I mean, you know, you can't trust in where you're at. You can't trust, well, I'm, I'm stronger than whatever. You can't, you know, some trust in government. We ought to know that's not something we should trust in. <laughs> some trust in a job. Well, jobs can change. Anybody find that out? You trust in your job, put all your resource or all your trust in, hey, I have this. Well, that can change. And then where? Where is your expectation? Where's your hope? 
Where's your hope of safety? We're talking about being safe and secure. None of these things we mentioned are safe and secure in and of themselves. Some trust in their connections. Connections can fail you, and um, somebody else may have more connections than you. Some trust in a degree. Well, I have this and this degree. Well, none of these things are bad in and of themselves, but they cannot be our source of feeling safe. They can't be our source of feeling secure. It said, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember, we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. His name is a strong tower. His name is a mighty fortress. We're talk- when you say His name, it's everything He represents. God Almighty is the place we put our trust in no other. And what we expect, you know, if you're expecting... See, when you feel safe, there's a rest there because you're, it's, your trust is there. You're in expectation. For whatever reason, you feel safe. That ought to go back to being because I know the Lord. If there's anything else, it's fleeting. It can change, and now your sense of peace goes out the window. Isaiah 31.1 says, Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, talking about natural help, and rely on horses, who trust in chariots because they are many, and in horsemen because they are very strong. You can insert any of these things we're talk, we, we mention here but who do not look to the Holy One of Israel, nor seek the Lord. It says, woe to those that you're looking to something else. In the ERV, it says, look at the people going down to Egypt for help. They think the horses they get will save them. They hope the many chariots and powerful soldiers will protect them. But the people don't trust the Holy One of Israel, they didn't ask the Lord for help. I mean, of course this applies to military. I mean, it, we cannot trust in the strength of our military. Thank God for, for what we have, but uh, that, that's not the source of our strength. That's exactly what it's saying here. And all these other things we mentioned, you cannot have your focus in the strength of anything else but God. All these things can be okay when we're looking to God as our true source and then we just utilize other, other things. But they're not, our, they're not the, the, the foundation. When we feel peaceful... And at rest and secure, it's because we're trusting in something somehow. And the only way that's going to be lasting is when it's, on, it's centered on God. Because then, even in the midst of things that are rattling, we can be still at rest and still at peace. We can have hope even though things are pushing, even though there's pressure, there's pressure. There is pressure. There is pressure in this life. It's God's not the source of it, but it's there.
And that sense of true, whenever you feel safe and secure to a degree, it's a glimpse of what it's like in God. Anything that would make us feel that way, it's actually a glimpse of, of what God's true security and safety is. But only when we fully look to Him are we going to fully experience that sense of safety and security. In Psalm 4.8, let's look at a, a couple verses here. Now these are good, this is a couple verses we're going to read here, and there's other ones, but I'm just focusing on these. These are good ones to say before you go to bed, before you go to sleep. Psalm 4.8 says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. There's a lot in this verse. I will lie down in peace and I will sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. You alone. So I can sleep because you are making me dwell in safety. You alone. Look at this in a few other versions. The CEV says, I can lie down and sleep soundly. Because you, Lord, keep me safe. Now this applies when you're in the bed. This applies when you're in your car. This applies when you're in your kitchen. It applies when you're on the job. You can be at peace because the Lord alone makes you dwell in safety. The Lord keeps you safe. The safest place on earth for you is to be in the center of God's will for you. See, anything else is a mirage. You could be in the middle of the country. Just, I'm talking about like country, like out in the country, and think there's just, it's super safe. And if you're out of the will of God, if you've decided, you know God wants you over here, but you've decided, I'm not doing that. I'm going over here. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Uh, You've put yourself out of his safety. Talking about when you, you know, you know, I'm supposed to be here and you decide I'm going to go over here. You just took yourself out of the safest place on earth for you. And if he has, you know, on the other hand, if the safe, if he's told you to be in the middle of some war torn country, sharing the gospel, and that's where he has you, that is the safest place on earth for you. People say, well, how can that be? You're looking naturally. You're looking at an illusion. You're thinking safety has just to do what's going on. In, I mean, you could be out in the middle of a field, trip over a rock, and be done. I mean, we're not saying that's going to happen to anybody. I'm just saying that it's, it could look like this super peaceful scene. And then somebody could be in the middle with bullets flying around, and God is right there with them, and they won't get touched. And people go, well, don't go over there. No, you're messed up. 
You're looking at it wrong because if God is the source of safety, if it's only Him that keeps me safe, then I want to say, God, where do you want me? That's where I'm going to be, right there, because I know if I trust you, I'm going to do what you told me to do, and I'm going to be there. I'm not going to go by what? The natural thing. You know, people say, oh, a certain job is more secure. You don't know what's coming down the pike. You know, it may look really secure, and if God has you somewhere else, you say, oh, no, I'm going to stay here. This looks more secure. It's not secure. They look secure. They find out it's not secure. All of a sudden, something changes. And... But you may be in the middle of something that didn't look quite as lucrative, quite as good. But if God has you there, it's as secure as you can be. Why? Because you're trusting in Him. He wants you there. And here's the thing we just need to settle. He knows more than we do right? Does he? It's just a good thing to say, Lord, you know more than I do. So when I'm going to a situation, then all right, if this is what you said, then I'm not going to go by what I see because you only see a little bit. I only see a little bit. You don't see down the road. You don't see what's coming. He does. So if he's saying go over here and you're like, but I don't understand. Yeah. If you, if you could fast forward and see the scenario in a year, you'd understand. Because it all looks different. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's the obvious choice. Well, just, just settle it right now. Whatever he tells you to do is the obvious choice, whether we see it or not. Every time. In the ERV version, Psalm 4, 8 says, When I go to bed, I sleep in peace, because, Lord, you keep me safe. I mean, isn't that good? Just that When I go to bed, I sleep in peace. That right there is a blessing just to have a good night of sleep and just to rest in Him and to be at peace knowing that you're safe in Him, that is a blessing, that, that sense of safety. The Amplified says, In peace and with a tranquil heart, I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, you alone O Lord, make me dwell in safety and confident trust. He's the only source. So if I know him, and I know he's with me, then regardless of what went on in the day, I can sleep well, I can sleep in peace, and I can have confident trust that I'm okay, I'm in safety, doesn't matter what anybody said, doesn't matter what any report said, doesn't matter what any circumstance said, I can be in in tranquil, says with a tranquil heart, peaceful heart, and I can sleep well because my trust is in the right place. In Proverbs 3.24, it's another verse that, you know, good thing to look at before you go to bed. It says, when you lie down, now the previous verse is not going to take time to read, but it's talking about looking at the Word of God, trusting Him, looking at His statutes. It says, then when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence, and you will keep and will keep your foot from being caught. So don't, you're not afraid of something suddenly happening wrong. You're not afraid of trouble coming from somewhere because the Lord's your confidence 
and He'll keep you. He'll strengthen you. He'll help you. He is our safety. Now let's look, we're going to briefly, you could spend weeks on this part, but let's look at Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is just so applicable when we're talking about safety and we're talking about protection. You know, all these verses are available. You know, when, once the message is available on the website, you know, we make all those scriptures available in, on, on the downloads part of that. You can get them and print them out and put them on your phone, whatever. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. In my God, or my God in Him, I will trust. Now, I'm not trusting in these other things. I'm not trusting in something natural. I'm dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I'm dwelling in that strong tower, that fortress, that fortified tower. Wherever that is, See, wherever you are geographically or wherever you are, um, wherever you work, wherever uh, your house is, wherever, um, you know, your relationships are with, with people, wherever you are, we want to make certain we're in God because that place, that is where there is strength. That's where the refuge is. Verse 3 says, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And from the perilous pestilence, that's disease. So He is the one that's going to deliver us. Verse 4, He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Pestilence, disease, sickness. It's saying you're not, you won't fear things that can destroy. You don't fear disease coming at night. You don't fear it in the day. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world our trust is not in what we see or what men can do for us. Our trust ultimately is in the Lord. Verse 7 says, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You say a thousand are falling over here. A thousand people just died. Ten thousand people just died. It says, but it won't come near you. Because we trust Him. Because He is our safety. Verse 8 says, Only with the, your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Verse 9, Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. See, even, you've made Him our our trust, Him, our safety. And when He's our safety, then we can be secure. He's saying, you, none of these things will happen to you. 
because you've done something, you've trusted in Him. You've made Him your source. You've made Him the ultimate foundation of your sense of safety. There is so much here. When, when, we get the, when we have that sense of safety in Him, then it doesn't matter what changes out here because we're safe anyway. We're secure anyway. Verse 10, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Verse 11, For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. There are angels. The Lord God has angels and he assigns them to help us, to protect us. I remember there was this, uh, it was a cartoon, but I remember when we were at Ramah, um, there were certain parts I remember, I don't know if it was a long extended meeting, um, you know, like Winter Bible or something, but there are certain parts, I don't know, during the service or before where the kids were watching this cartoon. Um, I mean, it was, it, was, it was animated. It wasn't like a Mickey Mouse cartoon, like that type of thing, but it was animated, but realistic. And it was about angels. And it had scenarios. I mean, the angels, you know, of course, it's artistic license the way we don't know unless you've seen one exactly what all the different angels look like we you know they look like big men but these were you know their armor and everything and these were huge angels and they they there's different ones um and it just was like a glimpse into what's going on behind the scenes it would show natural things going on and then you know the people couldn't see the angels but they were there there's this one scenario where this uh big structure was falling onto this, this person and the angel just went like this and it just hit him and it bent around. It looked like it just bent around if you were just looking at the natural, but it just missed the person. And it was a really good visual. You know, boy, that, that, just, happened, that just missed me. There was, oh, how did that happen? There, there are angels keeping things from happening and God has agents that help us to stay, state, to stay safe. You know, I mean, I know I've had experiences where it's like, how did that, how did we miss that? How did that happen? Well, when you trust in the Lord, He is your refuge and safety. There's a, there's a spiritual realm, an unseen realm, and there are unseen agents of God, angels that can protect and help us, even, it's supernatural, we don't see we, don't, we can't see in the natural how certain things happen, but there's a spiritual realm that they can affect the natural. Verse 11 says, He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Verse 12, In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Verse 13, You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you are the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. Yeah, now this is the Lord speaking about the person that looks to him. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. His name is a strong tower. His name is a mighty fortress. 
His name is the refuge. And because we know His name and look to Him, and we don't look to all the other things that people say, well, we can trust this. They may not say it that way, but it's there. People say, you know, I have this. They will say it. They may not say it out loud, but I have this much money. Therefore, I'm secure. That's subject to change. You know, I have these connections. I have this account, so I'm secure. I am set. But they take their eyes off Him. The Lord says, when you look to me and have made me your refuge. He said, when you have known my name now. He said, He will deliver. He will set us on high because we've known His name. We've made Him our safety, our security, we've rested on Him, and now all His resources come to bear, so it doesn't matter what fails in the earth. It doesn't matter who fails you. It doesn't matter what business changes. It doesn't matter what the government does. It doesn't matter uh, what companies do. It matters that we are trusting Him, and in His name, it's a strong fortress, and nothing can prevail against that. It doesn't matter what disease assails your body. He is the source and the, the refuge for true safety. Verse 15, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. The God of all creation is saying that. He said, He shall call upon me. That means we will call upon him. He will answer he said he would be with us in trouble. Aren't you glad he's with us in trouble and not only on the sunny days when nothing's going on? Well, I'm with you here, but now, oh, there's trouble, I'm out. That's when we need him. And he said, well, call upon him. See, you're calling about on him, not looking to something else going, well, let's see where I can get help. Not that we don't use natural resources, but our trust is in him. There's trouble. We're calling on the name of the Lord, and it says he will be with us, and he will deliver us and honor us. Why? Because we honor him. The Bible says, who, he, he who honors me, the Lord talk about himself, he who honors me, I will honor we don't look to ourselves. We don't look to other places. We're, we're saying, Lord, I'm calling on you. I'm trusting in you. And he said he would deliver us and honor us. Verse 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God said, with long life, I will satisfy you. So any thought that's like, oh, I'm going to die early or I'm going to be taken out, that's not from God. And you can just counter it saying, the Lord, the God in, the, in His Word said, I will satisfy you with long life. And if you're not satisfied yet, then you're not going anywhere. Amen. Why? Because you trust Him. Because you've made Him your refuge. Him your mighty fortress. Him your uh, strong tower that we run to and we are in safety, we are safe. There. No matter what it looks like out here, it's in the name of the Lord, there's safety. Amen.